What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of Hockey Town? What's up, guys? I just want to jump up early and say that um, there's a little bit of tech error uh, in the first couple minutes of the pod, but everything pans out pretty quickly. So if uh, if you don't mind that, hang around there. You'll hear us uh, have a good time talking about hockey, how excited we are for the 2021 season. Um, also, this can be found on YouTube for the uh, first time in a little while. So you can check that out as well. Um, channel's really easy to find, not after 30 podcasts. Uh, you can see myself, Brian, Aaron Chalupa, get foamy at the mouth. All right, with that being said, this is Hockey Town, the first one of 2021. Go Leafs go. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and love? We back for the 2021. What's up, baby? I got Aaron Chalupa heading north of the city and five minutes from my house, but nowhere close to me, Brian Smith. What's up, babies? Locked out, locked down, locked down. <laughs> Still working like a chump. Yep, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. You, thank God somebody is. Yeah, not 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 much of my uh, not much of my life has changed. I, I like being indoors. <laughs> It's where I'm comfortable. <laughs> uh, Anthony's a little laggy. What's going on, Anthony? Guys, am I? Yeah. I just had to. That's why I didn't claws a lot, baby. <clears throat> do I have right. to? Do I have to pour a drink? We are back. The hockey season's gonna start. We've got the NHL season 2021 about to start in a couple days. It's time we get down, get hometown to hockey town. Let's recap really quickly the World Juniors. Who wants to start? Let's go with Aaron because he probably watched the most of the World Juniors of all of us. I probably watched about five games, so yeah, probably. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, That's three more games than I watched. About three or four games in, I found it the most interesting for... Uh, the, the the one side of the pool, uh, kind of the death group, because you had Sweden with a win and a loss, the United States with a win and a loss, Russia with a win and a loss, and then all of a sudden Czech Republic with a win and a loss. And that seemed very interesting to me. And then not to mention Austria had three losses, I think, or two losses, but one was to Sweden where the goalie had like 73 saves or some shit. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe Sweden will... Uh, give the checks a run for their money or go and relegate. I thought they were going to have relegation play. Like I know that no team was going to get relegated, but they're going to still have a play. And I was like, Ooh, maybe like whoever they play against, whether it's Germany or Switzerland uh, or Slovakia, that'd be, you know, an interesting one. If they maybe steal a win or a tie or something like that, who the fuck knows. But um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, The result of the final game I can't say it was a complete shock to me just because, you know, the Americans were, I, I think, an underrated favorite. I, I'm not even sure if that's possible to really say. Like, people were giving the Russians a lot of hype, but I thought the Americans were a lot stronger than the Russians. And the Americans are always a, a thorn in the side of the Canadians' uh, back or uh, in their side. Side? Yeah, thorn yeah. in the side. <laughs> thorn in the side of uh, the back. In any gold medal game. <laughs> Depending how fat you are, there's, there's, how fat you are, it could be both. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Three sides of the back. <laughs> the back, the back of the back. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. There's there's a lot of entertaining names. Very intriguing for and very ex- uh, exciting for Canada with how many first rounders were on the team. And then me being an Oilers fan, you know, we got Dylan Holloway playing for Canada. We got Phil Broberg. Um, but yeah, and I and like, this is the big thing for me. Always, always a fan of the Czechs, uh, especially whenever they can steal a game from the Russians or the Americans or whatever. And this year just so happened to be the Russians again. And that was fucking incredible. Amazing game. Incredible game. Watch the, I missed the game, but I was able to watch the, the, the shortened recap or the extended recap, I should say. And just incredible performance by the Czechs. Just a sound defensive game. I didn't see it. Good I'm recap. not even going to cap. <laughs> um, I, um, Go ahead, Anthony. Let's hear your take. Thanks, Ben. I, I, er, I called it early that the, the U.S. team was going to be in the finals. I didn't think they were going to win, but I thought they were going to be in the finals only because they're one of those few teams that were really pretty cool under pressure. Like You always saw them messing around, which you know the Canadian team was, was pretty strict. Nice. The Canadian team – oh, I can outdo you, actually. One second, sir. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll, I'll fill. You go get. I'll fill. um yeah man i will jump into we'll jump into the finals after but like going into going into the finals no 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 phone down phone down Um, wow this is an iphone for you yeah yeah but uh, going into going into the finals like the americans were red hot going into the finals and defensively just looked amazing going into the finals. <laughs> the white claw getting saddest. poured into it. Just that's, <laughs> that's the saddest white claw being this poured into the Stanley Cup. This is 2021 in a, in a mug shot. White claw going into the Stanley Cup. Let's do this, bros. All right, all right. You guys enjoy it. <laughs> okay. He's touching the cup. How about that? Anyways. Um, just to finish my take, I felt like the, the U.S. team was pretty strong. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they had a lot of good personalities, kind of those characters that kind of win games for you. The grinders, the guys who weren't afraid, they played a much better game than, than Canada did. And Canada seemed to kind of get in their head and not be able to get out. I felt kind of bad for the Canadian team when it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was Canada's tournament to lose. Correct. As it is every year, too. Yeah. Uh, No, every year it's Canada's tourney to lose. I disagree. So, Brian, go ahead. um, Jumping, I think we got to jump to that finals game where, because that finals game, A, um, very exciting hockey. I'll, I'll say very exciting hockey, very fast paced. If people aren't a fan of hockey, I think that's the type of game that can make people a fan of hockey. Right, fast pace, you, some physicality between the teams, and then on top of that, you have even though it's low scoring, it's still very exciting, which you don't see very often. I mean, there was some points in the second period, especially that dragged a little bit, um, but like you take like the first period, and then even just like the final 10, 15 minutes of that third period, and oh my god, what a bookend to a game! 
right? Like Canada starting out so strong, looking like they're going to get a goal at any point. Then out of nowhere, the U.S. comes in with one of the best shifts of the tournament, right? Like the U.S. basically kept Canada in their own end with one line for like three and a half minutes before their goal. Like it was pure domination. And the whole time, like Canada had three or four opportunities to clear the puck and just couldn't get it out of their end. And the whole time, I like I'm practically screaming at the TV, just ice the fucking puck, just ice the puck. <laughs> like you're clearly scrambling so hard on defense. At least if you ice the puck, you can regroup. I don't understand why people hate icing the puck so much, right? Just fucking regroup. Fight ice the puck, maybe you win the face-off, and then you can actually do something with it. Mm, love it. <laughs> but, yeah. I think your take is right. I think your take's right. And, you, listen, we can all agree the U.S. played a really good game. Congratulations to Team USA. You better hold on to that trophy because next year we're coming for it. And, like, just let's, let's talk about, like, the Americans' journey to winning the gold. Like, they lost to Russia first game of the tournament almost get knocked out of the tournament by Finland. Yeah. And then they go into that game, Canada, heavy favorites, not taking anything away from the American uh, roster because they have a very good roster too. But, oh my goodness, it's like they just came out flying. And then Canada's just reeling and throwing like everything but the ki- kitchen sink at the, the like, Spencer Knight. The, the third period, what was it, like 18 shots to two or something like that? Oh. Man, but the quality, the quality of the, yeah, I, Hey, and if you can't get quality shots, at least throw as many shots as you can at the net. Right. I've always said that. So I was happy they were doing that. But at the same time, man, the no look passes and bullshit that they were trying to do to get the puck into the slot was driving me nuts, man. Driving me absolutely nuts. Like the amount of times we gave up possession in their end by doing dumb things instead of just being patient with the puck drove me absolutely nuts. Like there was a, maybe about midway through the third period, maybe about 11, 12 minutes left. There was a possession where it felt like Canada was on the power play. We for two and a half minutes sat in their end, cycled the puck, got a couple shots on almost a couple nice rebounds. And then it was face off. All right. Face off. We win the face off. We do the same thing. And then for some reason, it was like desperation set in, which fair enough. We're down two, but when desperation set in, it was, you know, two players behind the net for checking. And then let's throw it blindly backhanded across into the slot and hope that, uh, hope that someone's there to get it. Like it oh, was at that, absolutely at that horrible. The game, the, at that point, the gameplay was out the window and they were just trying to get anything going. Oh right, yeah. Guys, for let's sure. move on. World juniors. I think was a big success. Edmonton, oh, good host, ooh, as always. one last thing. Oh. What do you guys think about the, uh, what do you guys think about the celebration from team USA? What's oh, your take? Uh, it's a typical American shit. I'm not, I'm not uh, surprised by it. I'm not bothered by it. This is just USA, USA. Like, I'm not, we have, they have bigger things to worry about. We have bigger things to worry about than their on ice celebration. I'm not worried about that. That doesn't bother me. It's just more fuel next year. Insubordination. I, I, and Shirley. I would, uh, I would sincerely, sincerely hope that no one gives a shit about it. 
when I read like people like like when I read people in uh, in group chats and stuff, they're like, it's just disrespectful, man. It's like, but who really fucking cares? It's a barrel. Like it's like it's like the bat flip all over again. It's like, dude, get, I, like they won. Oh Let God. them fucking celebrate how they want. It's your fault they lost. Just what is this thing with sports about? Like everything has to be by the rules, even celebrations, everything. Fuck it. If someone wants to celebrate, let them celebrate. They can pay for it. Like Juju and football dancing on the logo and then is t- and then getting fucking rocked. Absolutely Firm rocked for it. Karma. Yeah, exactly. Karma. I, 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 I really don't think. Go ahead, Ju. I do recall when I was very, very young and we were watching the um, the gold medal game. Uh, you remember Salt Lake City? They had the women's and the men's game, and the women's like the women's team were just being called like penalty after penalty and not getting any calls for them. And there was some. I think Wickenheiser was saying that they had the Canadian flag on the floor of the dressing room. I I don't remember if that was confirmed or that was just like you know urban myth or something like that and like that one pisses me off like that's a very much different symbol but in this case yeah okay good good joke like whatever like maybe next year if, if we win the gold we'll be like hey you guys want to come in for the photo you know like we we're, were thinking about having a you know a, a garbage can with the american logo on it but we just figured we'd like invite you guys to come in the photo too like hang out with our gold medals but, but really, do, like, whatever, man. Like, chirps are Do chirps. you really think it was, like, a Canada's trash kind of thing? Or I, I bought what um, Caulfield, or was it, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, it's like, oh, every team was a different barrel. We just had to get past that, that next game. Like, did you buy that, or did you think that that was a little crap? I mean, I, I could yeah, buy that, but I think it's stupid. Go into the hall and then bring it out? Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it should have been on the ice. But it, I, you know, I didn't think that it was like a, a sign of disrespect. Where it's like, oh, Canada hockey is trash or whatever. I just mm-hmm. thought it. I thought it was like one of those mental things where they just need to get past this barrel, like some Donkey Kong shit or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, can we move on, please? Let's get. I know yeah. this is hockey nope. town, but the season's about to start. How do you guys feel about this new schedule? Fifty-six games. If they're going to run by pretty quickly, triple headers. Uh, some teams are going to have four four straight games, mini series with each other. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? How do you guys feel? Chalupa, we'll start with you with it, and then we'll go to Brian, and then I'll, I'll give you my foot. Uh, uh, how do I feel about uh, what? Sorry, the new season, exactly. the the abbreviated the season, new season, the scheduling. The... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about everything. I, I'm, I'm most excited about this Canadian division, or what do we call it, the Scotia Bank or the Honda or something like that. I don't fucking know. Um, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But the, this Canadian or North Division will be very, very interesting. I even think for American fans to kind of keep a close eye to. One thing that was brought up, and like we'll, we'll kind of touch on it later, I'm sure, but uh, I wasn't really thinking about it. I, well, I was thinking about it to a certain degree of like, you know, oh, trades, that might be kind of a complicated issue or waivers or free agents or whatever, like down the road. But what happens like trade deadline time? Do the Canadian teams have a, a big disadvantage because the American te- teams can kind of swap players around with no real quarantine or anything like that. And the Canadian mm-hmm. players, as Canadian teams, if they trade to an American team, it's like, okay, well, like, how's this going to work? But that's all with the idea that, you know, vaccines won't be uh, available to players in a, anytime soon. I would have to imagine if you're a team at the trade deadline, regardless of what division, you're going to want to get whatever trade done so that player can quarantine if they need to. But it is a good, it is a really good point of the quarantine issue when it comes to 
being traded. It makes a lot of sense, especially that border cross. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess it would be better to trade within your division, but it's still going to be tough because you're trading within your division. Of course, unless you're Ottawa and you're at the bottom of the uh, of the division and you don't give a shit. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So when we talk about when we talk about the season for a few things, one the back to backs that are going to happen, you see teams reloading, and specifically, like I'm going to talk specifically about Montreal later but we we've added more assets that we didn't even necessarily need just to have extra depth for those reasons and also potentially covid depth as well right because you don't know what's going to happen and what you're going to need to feel the roster right uh it's not like the nba where two people catch it and you know you can fill you can still fill in because you have five people that don't play each night that's not the case right um the divisional realignment was a little weird to me. Uh, I I didn't necessarily get why they chose certain teams to be uh, certain ways. Like, it, you know, we talked about this in the chat a little bit, right? But like, you look at you look at teams like, wait, Dallas is in Central. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like, wait, why I've is heard, why is this is a big topic as well? Yeah. Why is Minnesota not in Central and Dallas in West? Like, literally every West team. With the exception of St. Louis, is pretty much south, like in that southwest corner, right? Like they're in like the bottom four states on the left side, pretty much. So why not put Dallas there? Dallas would have to travel less first off. Like it just seems unfair to Dallas to throw them in the central division, right? Because now they're going to have to travel probably more than most teams in the league. Right, because of where they sit, and the, the Canadian teams obviously were spread out really far too. So we kind of get a raw deal with travel compared to like any team in the West Division. Man, like the longest travel is Minnesota. Minnesota's kind of fucked too because of it. Like Minnesota's so far north. If there wasn't a border issue, we might as well just annex them for the season. Hey, Minnesota's they, a part of Canada right now. They, they should have. <laughs> totally. They definitely should have. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I. I, 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 I would, or, I Even didn't get Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Like how close Buffalo is to Toronto. Like that would have been yeah. very fair to, in my mind or even Detroit, but yeah, I didn't get it with borders and all that kind of shit. So yeah. whatever. I, I did not get it. Like uh, maybe they're trying to hold on to some old rivalries and divisions and keep in like Dallas with, uh, with uh, what's it called? Like a team like Detroit or something like that in the same division. Maybe they're trying to hold on to that, but like, Dallas Detroit hasn't been a rivalry for for like fifteen years. Oh, so yeah. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't understand why they chose how to do it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people smarter than me that put a lot of thought into it because it's really overall it's a really weird divisional lineup. Mm-hmm. Like everyone yeah. in that East Division has to travel like three hours. That's it. Like that East Division is all so packed close together it's it's kind of bullshit it bothers me you're, you're not wrong i i think it's a fair argument but i think for a one-time shot with a, a shortened season i don't think too many too many guys are going to freak out about it so i'm on board for it overall but i get it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna just drag this over so that people can see what we're talking about on a map look at where and I can even share my screen for you guys so that you can see. 
this people are is watching us 2021 oh, technology. Yeah. I was like lapping up my beer like 20 minutes ago. Um, uh, is it really worth? Uh, is it really worth sharing? Nah, not really. But, I, but people can at least see what we're talking fine, about. Look how close everyone is here, though. That's nuts to me. All right, then it, then they get it in the video at least. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Perfect. <clears throat> Yeah, man, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely ridiculous. But I I like the shortened season. I like the quick games. I think the the quick turnaround in games is gonna be fun. And I I enjoy the um, little mini series that each team or teams will be facing off against each other with four, I guess. Um, and maybe yeah. you kind of build something for the playoffs. I'm on board for it. I like it. And it also kind of gives you like each division kind of is their own little mini league, and they're gonna meet up in Champions League to make a bad analogy. I like it. I'm on board for it. I, I think given the circumstances, it's a really like, it's a solution that will work. And that's what matters because having hockey is better than not having hockey, regardless who you play. If Montreal had to play Ottawa, every fucking game, I wouldn't care as long as there's games. And I definitely wouldn't care because Ottawa sucks. <laughs> and, like, and for like baseball fans, it might make more sense too because like you guys watch what three, four, five games for a series a week, yeah. Like the, yeah. the same team, the same team. Oh yeah, it doesn't bother me at all either. It's like it just makes sense. It's like okay, cool. You're in that city. We got COVID happening. Let's save some money because the league is you know obviously trying to save money. Yeah. Let's just play this team like four times. And then they'll play us four times. And then, I don't know, you figure it out that way. That seems much more simplified than just going, okay, well, we're going to play Ottawa, then Toronto, and then Montreal one time. Then Buffalo, and then, Buffalo, and then, and then New then, York. And then, yeah. we're gonna, and then we're going to go back, you know, like to, to Vancouver. So we're going to stop and play Winnipeg, and we're going to stop and play Calgary, and stop and play Edmonton. And the guys are going to be so fucking tired. Might as well just go somewhere, have a rest, chill, practice, hang out, like try to be in your bubble, and then yeah. just play – Four or five games in a row. No big deal. And I, and I like the idea of a taxi squad. I think it's going to help out a lot the yeah. workload for a lot of these guys. I think it's good. I think the NHL has done a really good job. The player, the PA has done a very good job, too, to kind of make this pretty – I don't like the wager thing. The wager thing kind of throws me for a loop, but everything else I'm pretty pretty good on. Yeah. No, for sure. Like the, yeah. Full money is, is, is not – they shouldn't be paid their full salaries. You should prorate it to a 56-game season. I think that's fair. And the, these, the, the players, the agents, whatever – you know, everyone's in a shitty position. It's not like just the teams are in a bad position. Everyone's in a shitty position. Yeah. They should have found some kind of medium. They didn't. The players didn't budge. It's a dick move. But I'm happy with hockey. <laughs> but do you think there are certain contracts that were signed, say, like in the last month, that were, you know, like, oh, well, the season's going to be shortened, so we're only going to pay you this much anyway. Like, declare. I think oh, he's making that's exactly money. what we... I mean, we'll talk about it later for sure, but there are some some sweetheart deals because of the shortened season, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about, I mean, Matthews, McDavid, 13 and a half, whatever it is. You know, I understand. Like, yeah. I guess you know. Know. Yeah. Like, can you, is there like there, it would be so hard to argue like that. Hey, contract signed before this season. Uh, we're going to prorate it. If you signed like in free agency this year, we're not going to prorate your current salary for this season <laughs> because it's affected like clearly impacted in how you signed. Like, I just don't know how you do that. There's no way that the, there's no way that the players agree to that. However, I will say not really budging that much. It, it's, you know, 
eventually that'll come back to bite them in the ass, right? Like this is how it goes. When the players don't budge on something, eventually like next time there's collective bargaining, the owners are going to be dicks about it. And then we're all going to suffer for it realistically. Right. Right. Let's go. Let's go into a quick recap of what our team's done. If this is your first time listening to hockey town, I am a Leaf fan. You wouldn't be able to tell by his jersey choice today. Aaron Chalupa is an Oilers fan. And I'm a Raptors fan. He's a Raptors fan. Slash American Eagle fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm Uh, Team American Eagle. Yeah. We'll talk about it it later, but I am donning. Oh, my God. It took a long time to turn that fat body around. Yeah. Yeah, Too much beer lately. Too much beer lately. Way too much beer. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. All right, Uh, Brian. Why don't you recap what what the Habs did this offseason? Yeah, maybe one of those three. <sighs> okay, so Montreal obviously moved Domi, um, and Domi clearly had issues with the locker room and uh, and the coaching staff in Montreal. We we got Josh Anderson back and signed him for like the same value that we signed Domi. Uh, Domi a little bit more proven than Anderson, but if a player doesn't fit and other teams know that that player wants out, it makes it hard to deal them. Uh, Cause you're going to constantly get low ball. Right. So like the more time I've had to think about the trade, the more time I've had to kind of accept. Yeah. I think it could be a good trade. It really depends what we get out of Anderson signing Anderson for seven years is fucking bonkers to me. <laughs> like It's crazy to get an unproven commodity and lock them up for that long. Uh, you know, um, there's potential there, but we don't, we don't really know. We don't know what we're going to see. Is he going to be 30 goals for us? Is he going to be a great power forward for us? I have no clue. How does he match up on lines right now? It looks like he could be a third liner, <laughs> like maybe second, but it depends. Cause Armia had a lot of success with Suzuki playing together. So what do we do? Do we bump Armia down to the third line and put Anderson in the second line? I I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah, I think we have to. Things. I think we have to do that because when you pay that much for a player, like the people people A are going to want to see that player more, and B there's going to be pressure to play him. Right. So I think we end up seeing Anderson on the second line with uh, probably Drew and probably Suzuki. Um, cause I think that top line is pretty locked for Montreal, right? Like, I don't know. What else did we do? Uh, let's go through the list of signings here. Um, since the last time we talked, actually, uh, the, the interesting bit that I have is Montreal signed Corey Perry. Yeah. Impre- yeah. You know, I didn't see that coming and I'm, I'm kind of shocked by it, but yeah. I like it. Uh, for leak as well. Since the last time we talked, He's that was okay, yeah. that was yeah. the end of December. Yeah. But this ties into we signed two right wingers. And I'm going to read you our right wing depth chart right now. Gallagher, Anderson, Armia, Leckerden, Perry, uh, Frolik, and then lots of rookies. So what happens with that? I think it's more once we're talking COVID depth, we're talking back-to-back games depth, right? It's just... It's a lot. It's a lot spent on uh, on right wingers. So I don't know. We'll see. But you, you, there, there's some strength in that too. And you're always going to trade bait. If, if they, if by chance, 
a lot of that Montreal team gets gets those sophomore jinx, then you you could you know Corey Perry can be a very valuable trade commodity if Montreal yeah. ends up shooting the bed. Well, we also we also moved to Foley to the left wing. Now, right? Oh, interesting. So because we have Tatar and Druin on the left wing, Toffoli, oh. Byron, so Lekinen. You know, well, yeah, Lekinen. Lekinen's played both sides, but I've yeah. the la- last year he played. La- yeah, he likes to play both ways, Lekinen. But last year he played right wing, right? Like we have a there- lot of average wingers. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. We have a lot yeah, of average there- wingers. There- there's no reason you're, you're, why you're, you're, you're telling no me about Montreal. Like, look at Edmonton's second. roster, <laughs> dude. Just count them: Tatar, Gallagher. Anderson, Druin, Toffoli, Armia, Lekkonen, Perry, Byron, Froelich. That's 10. That's 10. And And that doesn't include anyone coming up. Like the other guys like Jordan Wheel and Charles Houdon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, like, potentially could, if someone gets hurt, they're fourth liners, right? Like, you don't know. Right, so, but our center depth is ass, and it's like, are we gonna flip like four wingers for a center? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> make a make a trade with Edmonton. Make a trade with Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Um, so signings. Brian, how how would you rate how would you rate Montreal's off season though? I think overall overall, it's pretty good. You have to factor in that. Uh, I think the draft was solid, even just even just with Caden Gooley. I think the draft is solid. I think you got to see him. Obviously, you know, didn't look great on that three minute long shift uh, <laughs> when he gave up that when he gave up that goal. Let I don't even remember who on the U.S. got inside position on him, but he let a man get inside position on him, and uh, you know. Probably Zegras or Terkov. Yeah, you're you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna give up goals, right? It's gonna happen. So, uh, but overall, he looked, he had a strong tournament. He had a very strong tournament, and he played well against strong competition, right? So, um, I think he's a great addition. We've Romanov coming over. That's another great addition there, right? So, even oh, if Gouli, yeah, he's gonna be a stud. And even if Gouli may not even break the lineup. This year, I don't think he will. To be honest, I think, I think he's no, he won't. I, yeah, I he think I legitimately think he could play limited minutes if we wanted him to, but I just there's no reason to. There's no reason to rush him. Like, uh, our we brought in Edmondson, right? Like we brought in Edmondson. We're getting Romanov, and no one left on the defensive end. We're looking good. Uh, I still hate the Jake well, Allen. Gooley's only. Gooley's only 19. Yeah. He's with Prince Albert in the WHL. I don't see them rushing him. That yeah, I don't think they rush him either. Well, I don't think they rush him because... He's yeah. going to be incredible. I saw him play last year in the check. He's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, no, he, he looks legit. And then, like, you still have people like Kale Fleury um, who we don't know, right? We don't know what Kale Fleury's going to be. Because at times, Kale Fleury looks like he could be something, but then most of the time, he looks like he's not going to be anything. <laughs> so it really, it really depends. The Montreal roster has a lot of maybes and a lot of ifs. And if, if things okay. pan out, it could be really good. If things don't, this is a, it's questionable. I think that this is a fun time in, in a young team's 
lineage, you know, like this, like seeing these guys develop and seeing them make it some guys springboard ahead of other guys. It's a fun time to be a Habs fan. I think, I think the team's pretty solid. I think there's a good chance he finished top three in the North division. So I, I, you know, it, it pains me a little to say a part of me just died when I thought it, but I'm actually looking forward to Montreal season this year. Ooh, Ooh. That's yeah, I uh I don't I feel wow. so dirty right now. Yeah. Half chub just hearing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll I'll have you to know, can you say it again for me? Say it again yeah. for me, please. <laughs> just get a recording and play when you and Danielle are a bit more interested. So did, did you tell me did you give me a rating like A plus? Like where do you put their off season? Off season? I would love to give it a higher grade, but like the Jake Allen trade really bothers me. Um like the Anderson trade is still like it's a lot of what ifs. So I give their off season maybe maybe like a C plus realistically because there's things that were decided beforehand. Like Romanov wasn't nothing like it's not this off season. Romanov happened in last season, right? So yeah. Um, if I may. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Corey Perry was a great signing for Montreal. I, I really don't know why Dallas didn't pick him up again. Um, but especially for this Canadian division where there's going to be a lot of like grit and just chippiness and everything. I think Perry's going to be really good to get underneath the skin of everybody. I'm not sure if you can remember Like obviously this, this playoffs, uh, the playoffs that just happened here. Um, you really got to see it again and be reminded, but as an Oilers fan, oh my God, Perry was just so fucking annoying in that playoffs. I think in 2016. Oh boy. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's <clears throat> he's going to be great for Montreal. Like him and Gallagher are going to become best buddies, maybe. And just you know, Gallagher's going to learn a few veteran tips from him. Even though yeah. Gallagher's quite the veteran himself, but yeah, it's just going to solidify. And Julian's going to love Perry. He's just like, haha, an older Brad Marchand that's stronger. Yeah, we're going to be a very gritty, very difficult team to play against. And I, and if people like Armia, who have ridiculously good hands, can put up some nice points, like if Armia can have a 20-goal season, something like that, I think we're in a really good spot. It just mm-hmm. depends, right? So I'm I'm very Army high on Armia. F- I'm very high on Armia from a from an actual from an actual hands perspective. Mm-hmm. But that but it it really depends how how we get everything to mesh will be interesting more than anything. And if Petrie has a season like he did in the playoffs, oh my Whoa. god, oh, yeah, that yeah, contract real good too. Yeah, he had a good, a really good playoffs. All right, let's get to let's get to either the Leafs or Edmonton. <laughs> well, I'd like, I'll jump. I'd, like to, I'd, like, I'd like to talk about the Florida Panthers for a little bit. <laughs> oh, let's talk about them. Hold on, let's look at them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anthony, I'll let you go since we are in uh, Leafs Nation. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay. Um, Can I say Leafs Nation, or are we gonna get sued later? <laughs> as long as we don't say Leafs lunch, I think we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, Jeff O'Neill ate the lunch. <laughs> he always eats the lunch and it, with ketchup on he's, it. He's the only one that has a lunch dessert. I don't know. What <laughs> um, oh man! <laughs> so nothing's changed with the Leafs uh, since the last time we talked. I mean, Joe Thornton's still there, and all those other things um, happen. I was happy with the signings. I'm happy um, they got Dermot taken care of at least only one season. But we'll see what happens next year. I just looked at it. I, I was shocked with all these contracts. You're looking at two guys who are making over three guys that are making over 
hold on. Uh, I don't. I didn't count it, but I think they signed like ten guys this offseason, and only three of those guys were making over a million bucks. So I think that's pretty like pretty incredible. I know that they they have cap issues, but to still get quality guys at sweetheart deals, it rarely happens in Toronto. And fine, Joe Thornton at forty one, I get it, but it's still Joe Thornton. He's going to play on the top line with Matthews and Marner. This is kind of wacky. Like, it's kind of this really weird science experiment, mm-hmm. and I'm intrigued by it. So if, if it becomes a bust, which it may or may not, but if it becomes a bust, um, I'm glad we got to see it, I guess. I don't know. I think that's – there's two things I'm really looking forward to. The Joe Thornton experiment to see what happens. I'm also slash curious to what happens with Jason Spezza this season. And then I'm also really curious about the Vessi deal. Like, I'm curious to see what happens with him. Um, and if he becomes this player that he was touted to be that he didn't really become in New York. So I'm curious about that. Um, I do kind of question the Michael Hutchinson signing. Not the fact that they signed him, but, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, how many more tenures do you need with this guy? You, you traded them away. Then he does this roundabout the league. He plays in, like, 13 different teams. And then you bring him back on a two-year deal at, I think, 38 or something like that. I can't remember, I can't remember how old he is. Oh, he's um, not 38. I think he's, like, under 35. He's got to be 31 or 32, I think. Hold on. I he's just, older. I just... He's older. Hey, but, but, Anthony, may I? Like, have you heard of David Perron? <laughs> Fair. Fair. How many times did he go back to St. Louis? Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for the Leafs. I, I like the offseason. I mean, I... Other than the Anderson, uh, Frederick Anderson idea of uh, trading and trying to get somebody else in net, I'm kind of interested to see what happens in this final year of his contract. I think it's like five and a half on the season, five or five and a half on the season. And I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious to see if he has an inc- – I mean, he's been really good for the Leafs since he's, since he's come in. And I can't remember too many goalies, maybe Cujo when he, when he first came in, Eddie Belfour maybe when he came in. But these guys that came in and made immediate change to the goaltending situation, you know, you, you, we, we had like five goalies in there that came in and really couldn't do what Anderson's doing. So do they find money for mm-hmm. him next year? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And what does he make? Does he make $8 million next year, our next contract? I don't, I don't know what he's worth, but he's probably worth around $8 million bucks. So, Anderson? I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, he's at five now. I mean, I, I, he, he's not a $6 million goalie. Yeah. So and I, I'm curious to see what happens there. That's what I'm, all I'm saying with that. Um, of course, I, I really like the um, Brennan uh, signing. I think that's a, good, that's a big deal. Um, the, the whole defensive core is going to look different than last year, so I'm pretty excited about that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Cece is gone, so I'm happy about that. Um, good luck Pittsburgh with that. I'm sure he'll be fine. I don't know. I, I didn't think he was that bad. I, didn't, I also didn't think he was that good. But um, let me just see if I can pull, the, pull up what I was looking at. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm on board. I, I give I give the Leafs probably a B plus on their off season. I think it was a good off season. Um, they addressed some things that they wanted. They want to become harder to play against. Simmons is going to give that to you. Um, Thornton's going to give that to you. I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious about the season. And I'm going into it very opt- optimistic. Not like every other year where I was just like well, a Leaf fan that's drinking the Kool-Aid. I go on thinking that they have a pretty decent shot in the division that they're in. And they don't have to deal with Boston. So I'm happy about that. 
even though Boston's kind of in this weird spot anyways. Um, My thoughts on Toronto. Um, They definitely have had some very interesting uh, acquisitions. Uh, over the summer, or uh, over over the summer, over the off season, over this fall. And winter. <laughs> um, yeah, the the Thornton the Thornton deal was rather surprising to me because they have Jason Spezza, who I'm not going to say that they're the exact same player. Like Thornton to me is much more of a quality Hall of Fame guy than Spezza. Spezza's I don't think he's Hall of Fame, but he's also very talented. Um, but he, he's an elite player. But, they, they, they bring the same thing at this age, right? They're, they're both sound passers. They can both score. They're both physical, you know, Thornton more so than Spezza. And they're good at the face-off. Um, and yeah. they're so defensively now in their age. And they bring a lot of better, veteran leadership. And Spezza has a much better laugh. Um, oh, well, better laugh? <laughs> at least Thornton can grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> significantly. Significantly more. Um, but yeah, like, again, like Corey Perry with Montreal, Thornton with Toronto, like this is more grit for Canadian division. Like when Toronto got Wayne Simmons, that was, you know, very early in the off season with free agents. But now they realized, okay, this is like a Canadian division. We're going to be playing the same team, like more than six times. You're going to be, you're going to be getting really, really like rotating the roster. Okay. This is the gritty night. Okay. This is, we're going to like break them down and really go fast at them and everything. So, and then when you're saying that Thornton might be, you know, kind of the odd person out with Marner and Matthews or whoever his line mates might be in the top six, you know, I don't know it was a different time, but you know, you had Bob Probert play with Eisenman. You had Semenko play with Gretzky and Curry. Like there are some guys that sometimes it's it's good to have that odd. You had Chichu play want... with Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sometimes Unlikely just, bedfellows. That's really what it is. Sometimes you just need that. Like, because how many times have you heard it from certain players? It's like, no, I want like Datsuk telling Babcock. It's like you keep giving me players that are that also want to carry the puck. No, I want to. I want the puck. Give me somebody that doesn't want the puck so much. Give me somebody that can feed me. Thornton can feed Matthews. Thornton can Thornton can totally. feed Marner. Like I mean, he's, but Ma- that's he's, Marner's he's the kid. best passer since the lockout, the, the the big lockout. But you know, isn't that Marner's deal though? Isn't Marner the puck possession guy and also the passer guy? Like he's a pass first guy. So is is Matthews just going to get like six hundred goals this season? Like is he going to hit fifty five goals? I don't, like I don't know. But the thing well, is, Matthews has great vision too, right? Like. He has great vision. He understands where to be. So, like, they're very versatile between the two of them. Hutch is 30, for the record. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. um, so much, much younger than 38. And, and I said Brennan, but I meant Brody, obviously. Yeah. No, fair enough. So, outside of Brody, uh, I'm going to read a list of... I, I had just queued up a quick list of seven Toronto guys that were brought in for less than 1.5 million average annual value on one-year contracts. Simmons, Thornton, Ledinin, Bogosian, um, Dell. I, I'm going to Barabinov or Barbanov. I don't know if that A is pronounced. I don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Vessi. Vessi. Did you say Boyd? Uh, no, I didn't say Boyd. I don't have him on my list yet. I was just creating yeah, this Boyd. list right now. So that's yeah, Boyd, Boyd would be eight. Well. Boyd would be eight. Yeah. Did you say Anderson? Uh, Anderson? No, I didn't say Anderson. Okay. Are you listening? 
<laughs> Dude, that's a lot of that's a lot of small one year bet on some depth for this year contracts. Once again, we're like kind of seeing the same thing that Montreal did. You're bringing in people that, you know, hey, maybe maybe Bogosian, you know, we've seen sometimes he could be very valuable. Not in a while, but you never know. He, could turn he, around. He's not playing every game. I, I'm going to call it probably playing 30 games all season. Hey, and that's probably half the season. And that's fine, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we talked about this about uh, in the good, bad in Toronto. It's in, in a injury situation, do you want Martin Mernson or Zach Bogosian? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who are yeah, you taking? That's... Obviously, you're taking Bogosian, obviously. Um, so. Sorry to interject as well. There's one note that I had made that I'm just checking uh, that I never talked about with Montreal. Cole Caulfield. He had a pretty friggin' good tournament, man. He could break the lineup this season. But once again, yep. we have we have 50 wingers. Abundance. So <laughs> abundance. Let, let's move on. I, I want I want to get through this pretty quickly, Aaron. If yeah. you can go go Euler time. Well. My opinion with the I think Aaron well, and that's all the time, game. guys. Thanks a lot. Oilers. This was a <laughs> this is <in> hockey town. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the Oilers. A few things have changed since our last discussion on on hockey town with um, you know new acquisitions and everything. Um, obviously, Tyson Berry, huge uh, Dylan Holloway, incredible World Juniors. He was so versatile. He was effective everywhere he went. Uh, up and down that lineup. Um, he probably could have played goalie if they wanted him, but, you know, I, I guess they just wanted him somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, Tyson Berry, very excited about him. I think, and I was thinking about this pretty long and hard um, over the last few days, but I really think that Puliarvi is going to be my, like, really exciting player to watch this year. Like, it's going to be, like, because, like, Barry's on a one-year deal, and chances are he won't resign with us anyway. Like he, if he has a good year or a bad year, uh, but Pugliarvi, we have him for two years. I'm pretty sure. And it'll be very exciting to see how he does. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's more mature. He changed his number. The boys are really excited to have him. Darnell nurse said like he couldn't believe how big Pugliarvi is coming from Darnell nurse. That's pretty impressive. And the boys are just welcoming back in the locker room. So I'm he's really excited g- to see how Pugliarvi does. He's going to mesh really well with hey. Kyle Turris. <laughs> that's been the big talk that's been a lot of talk apparently um kyle turris you know i see i see Puliarvi kind of being a kyle turris type you know if if Puliarvi could become a 40 point player for the rest of his the, you know his career and play in the top six and be an excellent sound two-way forward shut down and then complementary offensive that's incredible that's for a huge. little over a million a year. That, that's, that's well, a bargain. The, the, the price would go up. In well, mind over the next two that. years, even if he can do that the next two years, like that's a huge bargain. Absolutely. So I'm very, very intrigued with him. Uh, <laughs> Brian, I was touching on it before. If you want to talk an abundance of wingers and forwards, <laughs> look uh, besides Montreal, look no further than Edmonton. Let me read some to you here. And like all these guys, pretty much the same quality, in my opinion. Uh, let's go with uh, centers first. Uh, we got, besides obviously Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid, we got Gaetan Haas, uh, pardon me, uh, Kyle Turris, Tyler Benson, who could crack the lineup, Tyler Ennis, uh, Jujar Kara, James Neal, Nugent Hopkins, Joachim Nygaard, 
uh, Josh Archibald, who played very well last year, Alex Chiesson, uh, Seth Griffith, Zach Cassian, or Cassian. If I've been hearing that, I'm like, fuck, it's Cassian, whatever. Um, <laughs> Paul Yarvey, Patrick Russell, Kyle Yamamoto. All these guys have played NHL games in like the last, pardon me, the previous season. And it's just, it's just it's such a cluster. I'm like, well, so many of those guys, like they could play in the top six or they could play. Cassian could be a first liner. Cassian could be a fourth liner. Yeah, Jason you don't know. could be a first liner or a power, a, a top per, power play unit guy. Like these guys are freaking slotted everywhere. James Neal, same thing. Like incredible, like the real deal. James Neal could be a fourth line player right now. So it is. He definitely played like one last season. Well, shots fired. Shots with fired. Nineteen goals. <laughs> nineteen goals, Anthony. Fourth liner. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, sorry. Let me let me take a look at the stats here. See how many uh, Leafs had more than nineteen goals. Yeah, go for it. Tell me how it yeah. goes. <laughs> I'll try. Can, can, I, I'll try to try my ask, math here. Let me um, ask you this. Yeah, okay, we got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Zach Hyman only had 16. Kapanen, ooh, he's not on the team anymore. He's in Pittsburgh. Kerfoot had the same. Oh, sorry, that's assists. My bad. Kerfoot only had nine goals. Yeah, there we go. Kerfoot's going to be our Mitch, fourth liner. Mitch, Mitch Barner only had 16 goals. Ooh. How many points did he have? Oh, 67. That's a different thing. Okay. We're talking about goals. We're talking about goals. Let, let me ask you this. What... What do you think it's a good idea that Edmonton signed Mike Smith again? I don't think it's the best idea, but I don't think it's the worst idea. Two million dollar deal, thirty eight year old goalie. We could have ended up with Mike Hutchinson. Oh yeah. You guys could have went yeah, for Aaron I, Dell as well. Aaron Dell yeah. even too, yeah. Yeah, both of those we, guys we, are getting we should, almost no we playing should, time. Not the same thing. For, we should have went for thing. Jake Allen. We should have went for Jake there Allen. There you go. There's a close comparison. <laughs> to be honest, although Jake, Allison I was just thinking have, he might have a good season. I was just That's thinking. Absolutely fair. I would actually like Jake Allen. <laughs> I was just thinking, this season more than ever could be important to have a good backup. If For you're sure. playing a lot, a very condensed schedule, you're you're going to want to get your goalie a lot of rest. No. Sorry, no, sorry. Two, your third string goalie should be good. And like, how many times are these teams going to be able to monitor these goalies and like pick apart their game when they're playing against each other? So you're so it is going to be like a baseball series where it's like, oh, let's throw this pitcher in, let's throw throw a pitcher in. Yeah. Oh, he's a closer. Let's use him as an opener right now. Where where do you put their off season? Edmonton's off season. I would give them an A minus. Yeah. I, I was very impressed with um, with Holland. Um, he did such a great job. Like, it sucks to lose. Athanasiu, when we gave those two second rounders away, um, but to qualify him would have been close to three and a half million. With that three and a half million, we were able to use a lot of that money for Tyson Berry and Kyle Turris. Like that was, or look at it this way: Jesse Puljujarvi and Kyle Turris for three and a half million. I'm pretty happy with that. I'd rather have that than Athanasiu. And Athanasiu later on signed with LA for one one point one mil. So. Um, that was a good recovery. Mike Smith, you know, like whatever. Uh, he, he, he had spurts, you know, last year. He wasn't horrible. He had a lot of wins. He had, I think it was 19 games in a row. He was able to accumulate one point for the standings. So that's not bad at all in a row. And then, um, yeah, like getting Barry was great. Uh, Cahoon, didn't mention him because uh, that was more recent since our last recording. I was very impressed with that signing and it'll be interesting to see if him and dry 
do pair up well. They had some chemistry back when they were teenagers. Um, but yeah, like there were there were there were really sound signings. Like Anton Forsberg is the third string goalie. He might even be the backup. There's been a few articles written on that. Um, so it is it is exciting and it is intriguing to see how this will come. Um, since in in the most recent uh, weeks, we've had Slater Cuckoo signed as the depth defenseman, which will be coming very, very handy as we talked before, like with these long uh, road trips or um, series plays. Uh, and then also, what was the other guy's name? He came from Anaheim. Oh, the name's escaping me right now. Devin Shore. Um, he's a, a bottom six guy, but he apparently played on the top line with uh, Getzlaff and Perry for a little bit. Nick so Shore? He'll... No, no, Devin Shore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pauly yeah. Shore. Um... So, <laughs> Pauly Shore. E. The weasel. Um, guys, was there any team in the offseason that was – sorry, Aaron, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have anything that would add to Edmonton? No, it's, it's, you, know, you, you did a pretty good job cutting me off there and, and letting me know that uh, I'm pretty much done talking. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, A-minus, I was very happy with Ken Holland. He, he's doing a very good job as a GM so far. Nothing – low risk, high reward. Yeah. Is there, is there any team out there that kind of impressed you guys with their offseason? The Chicago Blackhawks. No, I'm yeah? kidding. <laughs> uh, they maybe had the worst offseason. So, all, so. You know? <laughs> maybe they're hoping they addition a, through subtraction. Maybe that's what they're horrible hoping. Horrible luck. Horrible <laughs> luck. Like the Not whole team's like, imploding. Like yep. Caves is pissed off. But like I didn't know we're in a rebuild, and they get rid of Crawford, who signed with New Jersey. I don't know why. He might like, he might not like be playing this year. I just heard. Um, Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a rough year for Chicago. So so rough. Kirby Doc, list goes on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I uh, I was surprisingly impressed. I mean, not that this team could get any worse, but I was kind of impressed with what Detroit did in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they got some nice sweetheart deals. I think overall, uh, but they seem to always get those guys. Those stars are kind of like at the tail end of their career, and they usually get like four or five more seasons out of those guys. But I did, they locked up Anthony Mantha, which I thought was the most important thing. They gave him a lot of money, like 5.7 on the season. I was, I mean, he's got, he's got the potential, but he kind of had an offseason last year, big body. Like, those are the kind of guys you want on your team. Tyler Bertuzzi, they locked up as well. Um, That's a good guy. Uh, goaltending. You know, like, Jimmy Howard has no contract this year. Not that he's a great goaltender anymore, but um, they, they locked up uh, Thomas... Um, the Grice. goaltender. Grice, thank you. Um, the goaltender. Yeah, Grice. Thomas the goaltender. Thomas the train. <laughs> Thomas the goaltender. <laughs> and uh, they signed Bobby Thomas, Ryan. Thomas which, the goaltender has not seen such bullshit. <laughs> uh, they signed Bobby Ryan, which I didn't know he was still in the league, so that's cool. Mark and, Stahl. Uh, Dark Stahl. Great, great comeback last year. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Patrick after he came out of rehab? My God. Anyways, I thought Detroit did, had a good offseason. I thought they did a lot. They got like almost 14 million bucks uh, under the salary Sam caps. Gagne. Sam Gagne, former, former Toronto Marley and Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Former Toronto Marlboro. No, he played for the Marlies too. Yeah. Yeah. He was clutch on that team. Finally sh- showed that team how to win. Um, oh yeah. That's but a- the avalanche obviously had a great off season because they're, they're the abs. wagon, man. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm trading in my Habs Jersey. Just, just so I can finally win. I can, I can, I can win a, I can win a cup. 
you know, first one since '93. <laughs> the Nordique, the Nordique oh. slash Avalanche retro jersey. Looks, that is no, it looks awesome. It, it, it looks, looks great. It, it looks great. great, but it's such a dick move. Same with Carolina going to Hartford. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean dude, a dick move? It's a dick move. It's just, hey, we're, we're going to we, from a team that's not in that anymore. locale. Yeah. That, that's their, their history, though. They, they can do that. It's part of their franchise, but they're not the Quebec Nordiques. They have the Colorado Avalanche. Right. So, on that note, so, you tell me so, the so, flames. So, what, what about, what, what, what if, what if the, the Arizona Coyotes all of a sudden had re- reverse retro that were the Winnipeg Jets. Well, you obviously couldn't do that because the Jets are still our team again, so. No, 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 because that's part of their franchise, Anthony. Yes, but you can't they're, have a they're team. They're the Jets hey, this, 1.0. Hold on. Hmm. This isn't the CFL where two teams can have the same name. You can't do that, okay? Hmm. This, hmm. Obviously, they don't have that anymore. But they could do a, a, a Jets knockoff with the colors. You don't have a point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but look at look at the Avs def- depth chart. Awesome, and what's that? <laughs> and l- let's get back on to the actual team. <laughs> the, I just want to point out, I like the jersey. I think it's cool. I I it's just cool. want to point out the fact that they have clearly won the Tyson Berry trade at this point. <laughs> Very clearly yeah. won the Tyson Berry trade at this point. Although the Leafs did get uh, Callie Rosen back, so if that counts for anything. No, they just won the trade. Toronto yeah. won the trade, Brian. Yep, yep. Sorry. Toronto won the I trade. I, I didn't know about so they, that either. I'm sorry. Nazem Kadri. They got Nazem Kadri, and that's it. We'll never speak of it again. And a third um, round pick this year. <laughs> oh, do they have? Oh, news to me. Um, <laughs> I would like to mention, I think that Ottawa has a pretty bright future. They won't be playing so incredible this year, but through the draft and some decent signings, I think they're going to have a pretty good team. They won't be in the basement next season, um, but uh, yeah, in, so they're, in, they're on their way to look looking pretty good. They, they they could be a dark horse, honestly. Like that, it, I know I know Anthony. You want to talk about talk about hot takes? Hot take. Ottawa makes the playoffs. I got I got I got a hot take for you. I got a hot take right here. Look at listen to this division: Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. Buffalo oh, wins that division. Buffalo wins that wow. division. Hot take Ooh, right now. Actually, Buffalo wins Buffalo that division. Like, Buffalo's not so bad of a pick. Buffalo did a lot this offseason, too. <laughs> they, they're doing everything they can to get Eichel to be cool. Washington Washington is is old, and they're, they're still relevant, but they're on the downward trend. Pittsburgh, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. If people are healthy, great. But are people ever healthy there? Not really. Uh, the Rangers, mm, Philly. Islanders like but Islanders decent, decent decent right Buffalo if they have a good season could easily compete with these decent teams like there's no like none of those teams says to me oh this team's running away with this division none of those teams another do. hot another hot take I'm gonna say Kapanen gets 25 goals in the shortened season oh shit Kappen's going to get a ton of goals because he's playing on the top line with Crosby. Yeah, he's going to get a ton of Pascal goals. Pascal Dupuis. <laughs> exactly. Buckets, the thing with Buffalo and most of the teams in the Metro is going to be goaltending. The longevity yep. of goaltending. Yep, yep, yep. You need to get that depth. If, if yep. teams haven't done it already, they need to get that depth. Um, 
teams that uh, you know we touched on with Chicago, teams that you think of like just like missed the mark and aren't looking too hot right now. Anthony, Oof. sorry, repeat the question. Teams that suck. It's, it's, one, it's one of your <laughs> questions. <laughs> teams that teams what that suck teams? this year. What team really shit teams the bed? Oh. Yeah, that aren't looking good coming in. I, I'm so you guys, you guys hit it off the top, but like, I'm very curious what's going to happen in Florida. Like, are the Panthers going to do something? I, I don't know. Like, they pay. Claire is interesting. Maybe top, they top think addition through subtraction. Maybe that's what the Panthers think. Maybe getting rid of people like Hoffman to them seems like a, like a win, and getting people like Hornfist, who clearly had a uh, a bloated loaded uh value maybe they think he's gonna he's gonna save them no let's get let's get rid of hoffman and let's get rid of kulikov for hornquist and <laughs> and declare and then as they trade hornquist they, they realize later on that it doesn't solve their cap issues <laughs> yeah Oh god! Oh no, no, that was oh, sorry. That was Pittsburgh. That was the other way around. The GM from Pittsburgh. He realized that didn't. Change. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't think it does that. Oh wait, no, it does. Yeah, I love how he had to be right. informed by by the I'm, media. I'm also really curious what happens with Vancouver this season. I like some of the changes that they made, but I'm so curious what's going to happen. Like goaltending is is they. I mean, they signed Holby, which is a big move. They have um, Demko uh, up and coming, but yeah. in this type of season, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't think Holpe is at that stage of his career where he's ready to give up twenty or thirty games in the season to a, to uh, up and coming star. I don't know if he's at that point of his career. Although, I mean, during Washington's big run, he took the he took the bench a lot of those games. So, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. But I do like what Vancouver did in the off season. Holby took the bench back. They tried to give it to Grubauer in the first right. two games where they lost to Columbus and they gave it back <laughs> to Holby and then he fucking ran with the show. Yeah, so, yeah. he had to get there. They had to get there somehow and it was on Grubauer, so. Um, they got to the season with Grubauer and then they won the cup with Holby, so. It's like an Andy Moog and Grant Fear situation. Here, here, here's a feeling. I get the feeling that the Minnesota Wild are trying to tank hard. I get I that feeling. Bring them up. I was just going to bring them up. They trade Luke Coonan away to Nashville, <laughs> which is like one of their young prospects who looks quite interesting. Like some people might say he's a bust now, uh, but Marcus Johansson's their first line center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, That's, they, br- and, and, they brought and, and, in three, they, they brought they in three Dubnik centers. Go. Yeah. They, they like, they oh, let go of Dubnik to bring in Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not the same goaltender. Yeah, uh, stall has gone. Galchenyuk's gone. Um, Koivu, you know like Koivu's just Koivu's leadership gone. there. Stahl is but, gone. Like, yeah, who knew Koivu was still playing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was uh, like, there was people in Habs threads and forums called being like, why didn't Montreal make a move for him? The lineage. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You can say that for Winnipeg. That's what Winnipeg did this year. We need a center. It's like, yeah, but we don't need to bring in Koivu. <laughs> it's just those people that have Koivu jerseys that they're going to switch the number on. That's it. Yeah. Like, like I'm looking at their like top, 
there's, I believe they're top six. Like besides Joel Erickson Eck, who's like, okay, maybe he's going to be something. Like he hasn't shown anything yet. And then Kirill Kaprizov, like he's the one that everyone's going to be like, ooh, this guy's something. But Marcus Johansson, Kevin Fiala, Zach Parisi, uh, and then Matt Zuccarello. It's like no one really gives a shit about those guys anymore. Nick Bonino. Nick Bonino. Bonino. Nick Bonino. Yeah. I don't know. And they got Victor Rask, like Nico Sturm, like. Marcus Foligno, like, I don't know, like, Nick Bustad, like, he's still playing, I guess. Ryan Hartman. It's like, I, I love Bill Guerin to death, but he's got a lot of stuff going on here. Like, the one saving grace is his defensive core. He has a good defensive core. Oh, my God. So here's what I'm reading as the current depth chart. I'm reading that Johansson's going to play wing on their depth chart currently. Johansson's not even lined up as their top center. I heard that he was going to be the top center. So who's the top center now? Oh, well, if you were to guess. <laughs> or. Or. Erickson Eck. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Because it could be anyone. Cam Talbot. <laughs> Cam Talbot's playing center, guys. That's why we brought him in. Oh. <laughs> um, can we go back to the divisions for a sec? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Seeing that all of our teams are doing a once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully, I hope they do this actually with stands in the fan, fans in the stand. Wow, stands uh, in the fans, stands I, in I the fans. My fan. But where do you think your team will finish in the north? Um, I say Arizona looks like a fucking tire fire, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> where will my team finish in the north? Uh, I don't, there's so many variables. Like, I don't know what Edmonton looks like. I don't know what Calgary looks like. I don't know what Vancouver looks like. I like, just told you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aren't well, you listening, Brian? Yeah. At least well, finishing first. Everybody knows that. I, I think that's, Next. that's pretty true. Um, I think the Jets and Ottawa, like, I get they could, like, any team can have a good shortened abbreviated season, but I think they're the bottom. Um, and then who knows, right? Like to me, I can see Montreal finishing anywhere from fifth to third. I don't think they're bringing in second at all. Um, I think Montreal kind of sits in that middle of the group for that division, fifth to third, realistically. What about, what about you guys? Jaloops, what do you think? Where is it? Where are they always finishing? Second, third? Riddle me this. Who is the top Canadian team? In the NHL standings last year, that doesn't matter. That's last year. Nobody cares. Ooh, that is last year. Same goalies, better additions. So, I'm gonna go with first. I think Edmonton's gonna finish first, if not first, second in the in the North Division. You think Edmonton's gonna finish first or second? All right. I mean, yeah, yeah. It it, it we is. We all agree. Ottawa's finishing last. I think Winnipeg's going to finish last. I think Winnipeg's going to finish last. I, I think, friggin I think hate Winnipeg's Winnipeg. going to have a rough season. I hate Winnipeg so much. I look at that team and nothing excites me. I look at oh, that I city. I look at that city and nothing, nothing excites me. I like Winnipeg's finishing last. Like that place is the most depressing place on earth. And I've been to Auschwitz. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> the oh, carnivore strikes pegs, again. Friends and family, I love you. I, I haven't. I haven't been there, so I can't comment. Oh but if you have been to Winnipeg. <laughs> If you have been to both, to not underscore just <laughs> underscore BS at, on oh Instagram. Oh, I have been. I want to. I want to say, if anyone has been to Winnipeg and Auschwitz, please, please comment on this YouTube video and let us know which oh was God. more depressing. <laughs> like, are okay. Are talking about Auschwitz or Winnipeg in the winter or summer? <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Here's how I see the division falling. Leafs, Brian, what are, Brian, what are we starting their, our comedy show? Like, come on, man. Yeah, we'll get there. COVID's done. As soon as COVID's done, we're doing it. We're doing it doing a two-man tour. First stop, Winnipeg. <laughs> and I'm and just gonna Brandon, rail on how shitty of a city. And then Brandon, and then Flynn Flon. <laughs> My God, Brian's would be so happy. All right, I have the North finishing like this. I have Toronto, Vancouver. Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, Wienerpeg, and Ottawa Shitters and last. You really think Vancouver's going to finish second? I oh. do. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know what? I, I think they're going to they're going to be that young team that wants to prove a lot. I think the tender's going to stand. I think we're going to be okay in Winnipeg, in Vancouver. It's going to be interesting though because that that triangle of Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. It's, it's kind of a toss-up between all those teams, really. I just want to point out, earlier yeah, Anthony said we could finish third, and now he's dropped us to fifth. <laughs> I thought about it. I heard your insight. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, that, that young team with JT Miller, Tanner Pearson, Michael Furland, <laughs> Braden Holtby, Tyler Myers, Alexander Edler, Nate Schmidt. Yeah, young team. Very young. Very You're gonna young. get there. Come um, on, get to, get to the young guys. It's easy when you start with the old guys. Well, that's what I mean. That was my all right. Uh, is there I'm, any I'm, that's, unrestricted it's, it's called, free agents? It's called parody. It's called parody. Um, okay. But yeah, my my reasoning with Edmonton is one of the biggest things we've had in the last couple of years was def, uh, the defensive core. Um, well, obviously, goaltending is still the the main issue right now. But you know, here's hoping. Uh, but the defensive core, and then. Um, offensive depth with like secondary scoring because obviously we have two heart and two art Ross and two Ted Lindsay winners. And then we have a lot of complimentary guys now. So and I'm no thinking that Edmonton, well, yeah, man. no goaltending, um, Koskinen wasn't too far off from nine, nine, 15 state percentage, which is pretty league average. And then uh, Mike Smith had again, 19, um, uh, 19 games where he was able to collect at least one point. Mm-hmm. Where they finished first out of all the Canadian teams, so we'll see how that goes when everyone's healthy. And Connor McDavid is actually healthy to start the season; he's not battling his knee this time. So we'll see how it goes. It, it, it's going to be and honestly, man. Like it, it could be crazy. There could be injuries galore to any one of these teams with how often they're going to be seeing each other. Um, just off the top of my head, for how uh, the Canadian division is looking, I'm going to say Edmonton, Toronto. This is this is a tricky one. Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg. No, give to Brian. He's ready to come. <laughs> Edmonton, just say it, say it, say it. Montreal. 
Fucker. Fucker said Winnipeg. Edmonton. He said Winnipeg, Winnipeg third. Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg, Montreal, oh uh, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa. But, again, the hot take could be that Ottawa finishes the playoffs. So we'll see how it goes. I'm just a brewer, guys. I'm not a fucking professional. Oh, oh we can tell. I, I, I would be very right. surprised by that. Any unrestricted free agents? Any UFAs left? What UFAs are left? It's in the back of my book. I was checking out earlier. There are some names I still don't have contracts. I'm, I'm kind of blown away by. Uh, NHL free agent All right, still Mike available. Green still doesn't have a contract. Mike Green retired, right? Fatten Craig Anderson got, got picked up by Washington. Yeah, Mike Green's done. Corey Schneider's available. Carl Alsner. Ron Hainsey still available. Oh, boy. Hamnick just got his contract too, right? That is one thing with Chara leaving uh, Boston or Boston walking away from Chara. I was very perplexed about that. It makes me wonder if Rask is out the door next. I mean, I'm not going to call it a rebuild, but it's definitely retooling. It's fucking Toronto getting more grit as a retool. Retool is such a fucking cop-out term. Whatever you... Michael Delzato doesn't have a contract yet. Nope. Jonathan Erickson. I mean, there's... He won a cup, didn't he? This is very exciting there's... for people to listen to. Yeah, Kevin absolutely. Gravel, Andy I'm Green. Just saying, there are still some names. Didn't Andy Green get a contract? I thought he got one. Well, maybe he did. Maybe. TJ Brennan didn't get one yet, hasn't gotten one yet. I mean, there, there's some guys. I was just curious that there's still some guys without contracts. Kind of mind Brandon too. Manning. Ooh. Isn't uh what what about here you go. Here's right. a de, here's a defender for you, Sammy Vadanen. He he just got one today. No no he he just signed. New today? Yeah. yeah. No shit. Today. No shit. We forgot to give you the notes, Brian. We forgot to give you the notes. Oh, wait, I gotta I click on the news for him. Oh, two oh he went? It's a return to the oh, devils. Brian. Yannick Yannick Weber. Yannick Weber, Brian. Ooh, ooh, that's exciting. That's exciting. All right. Yep. Let's go into some bold predictions. We have the well, North. Eric Hall just signed, yeah. Mark Letestu retired. Bold predictions. All right, here's okay, my bold prediction. Win the North. Here's my bold prediction yep, for the North. year. Duncan Keith gets traded. Who's winning? Ooh, not a bad idea. I've seen they are going through a rebuild. Interesting. I think... If a team's going through rebuild and you can find a way to make salaries work, do it. But yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Brian, who'd you say was going to win the North? Oh, uh, I said I said Toronto. Sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I want to keep these for end of season. Then we can issue we can issue something. Uh, for the winner, I, I suppose. <laughs> All right, who wins? Okay, uh, trip to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wins the Central Division? Would you like me to pull up the divisions and share oh, my yeah. screen? Let me look at my. I can share my screen. I got my own screen. Did you say? Nice. If I could only read that. Oh, hold on. Who wins the Central? The Central. 
the central. Ooh. The central. Um, did you say central? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Tampa Bay. <laughs> Look at yeah. this division. <laughs> I would say Tampa Bay. I was going to say Tampa Bay. Or I'm going to say Carolina. Hurricanes look good, man. They look really good. Yeah, they, they have really good a really good locker room as well, which I think matters. What about you, Anthony? Who are you picking? Who are you picking for the Central? Rod, Rod the Bod, Vin, Brindabar, man. Wait, mm. didn't you say Buffalo was going to run away with it? Uh, that's that's um, not the Central yeah, Division. I don't know. It's <laughs> got to be Tampa, right? Yeah, it's got to be Tampa. All right. East division. Uh, are, uh, who you guys got in the East? Uh, I'm going to say Flyers. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Obviously, you pick the same if you think I'm the smartest. <laughs> uh, I think the Devils are going to surprise some people, but uh, I'm going to say the Islanders. The Devils are going to surprise some people and get more than five wins. <laughs> the Devils look so bad. They look so bad. The Devils in Chicago are racing to the bottom right now. <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, so I I legit am so high on Buffalo as the team that's going to finally overcome the nostal- like the 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 stink of their city and the stink of that franchise overall. I think Buffalo in. Eichel and Hall, as long as are they're healthy, are going to be a force. They're not going to play much defense, but much like Edmonton, they're going to outscore a lot of teams. <laughs> so uh, I'm very high. I'm very high on Buffalo for that reason. Um, higher than most of these teams. Obviously, I really like the Islanders. Barry Trotz is my dream coach for Montreal. I think he's an amazing coach. I think he turns average defensive teams into stud defensive teams. They're goalies wet dream. Barry Trotz would win a cup with Edmonton with their current roster. Barry Trotz would win a cup. He'd turn that defense around. Just saying. Um, okay, Brian, listen, not a wet dream. Okay, <laughs> come on. Uh, but yeah, David and Dressel would not get more than 70 points. Each. Uh, they, they have enough skill that they'd get 80 points. <laughs> uh the west the west is where where it gets interesting the not wet division yeah no not for me the wets the wets oh my god that just looks so pathetic like there's two obvious good teams three obvious good teams and everyone else is shit yeah and i think i think i got colorado winning this division personally i think colorado is a beast i agree yeah, actually, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, Colorado or Blues, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think the, I think the Golden Knights are slowly imploding with how many moves they've been making, like trading Schmidt away, rumors of Patch already being traded, Marc Andre Fleury, you know, like all that shit. Like they're, it sounds like they're really tearing up the locker room. I, yeah, they're 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 slowly dwindling. I think. Yeah, uh, okay, I agree. Who and we is did your the pick for the winner? The winner of the scoring race, goal scoring race. Ooh, oh, the, goal scoring. Uh, goal scoring. Taylor Hall. Oh wow, Taylor wow. Hall. Wow, I got. I I'm so high on him and Eichel together, man. Eichel has needed to score with him for the whole time he's been in the NHL. I think Taylor Hall's gonna fucking light it up. Hmm. 
And for the record, say, there's a million uh, podcasts where I hate where I hate on Taylor Hall so much. But if there's <laughs> one thing Taylor Hall can do, it's put the puck in the back of the net when he has a good center next to him. That's why I really yep. like you, Brian, because I also hate Taylor Hall. Even when he was playing for Edmonton, I was never a fan. I always traded him in my video games. I got a lot for him, too. A lot more than Adam Larson. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right. Anthony, who you got? I got Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Mm, yeah. That's not a bad choice. That's interesting. Yeah. Where did he finish last year with goals? Did he hit 40? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my mm. head. I just got a good feeling about him. Okay, fair enough. Zoom out. Let me guess. Let me guess, Chalupa. Let, let me guess. Dry cycle. You know what? That actually probably would be a pretty good guess. Um, and it probably could happen. He did he just finish behind Ovechkin or did he tie? No, he just finished behind him uh two years ago. Uh no, no, it's gonna be a tie between Char and Ovechkin. <laughs> no one's laughing. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Sorry, I was pulling up the goals funny. lists uh so you could see it was uh it's, la- it's it was very interesting. Oh, you're, you're, you're too kind. This is to zoom into that shit. Oh, now. hold on. I, w- I can enhance Get rid of this ad. We're not advertising for this enhance. shit. Enhance. Enhance. Get enhance. that shit out of here. Um, this is very unfortunate, Lord. Google. Is that Epson this Messenger? <laughs> this is very unfortunate, Google. Please get your ad out of here. Uh, there's oh, no way to click this ad. Firefox. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Chrome. Uh, okay, Chalupa, who, who do you have? Yeah. I, hopefully he starts healthy early. I can still see Pasternak getting it. Ooh. I mean... Or maybe Line A comes back. Who knows? That's the, that's that's a fair assessment. You know, I'm, I'm going to say number one, Pasternak. Number two, Matthews. All right. I, um, I like that. All right, total points. Who gets the most points? Here's the sorted by points for last year. Uh, McDavid. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, by a lot. And that's if he's 100% healthy throughout the entire year. McDavid. He might hit. He he, he might hit like 90 points in a shortened season. McDavid with Eichel right behind him. Eichel's right behind him. That top line is ridiculous. Ridiculous in Buffalo. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my God. <laughs> Who invited Pierre Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> Back when he was playing junior, <laughs> I knew his coach. Okay. And uh, the oh. last, who do you guys think oh, will capture the Vesna this year? Oof. <clears throat> Such a weird year. I mean, Carter Hudden. No, I'm are... just kidding. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Canada hat. Actually, that is a pretty good idea. That, is, that uh, isn't the worst. Uh, that was, <laughs> I would say probably Carter Hart or Vasilevsky. I don't think Hellebuck will get it in this division. I think he's going to get shelled too much. Uh, let's uh, let's go back and let's uh, let's pick some let's pick some different stats here. Let's look at some goalies. Whoops, I can't I can't click on things. All right, <laughs> Brian, Brian, I'm just looking at the Buffalo roster. Hot take. Eichel gets slotted down to the second line. Stall gets, gets bumped gets up. 
Yeah. <laughs> the hall stall. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah, it's Reinhardt. an interesting roster, right? Olafson and Reinhardt on the on the wing. They don't need to do much on, on those wings. Could jump up there, man. Yeah, yeah. they're going to surprise that, some people. Bump back, but yeah, yeah. Dylan Cousins, like they kind of slot him slotted on my magazine in my magazine as the fourth line center, which is not going to be a thing. But uh, yeah, he could be interesting. He could be very interesting. That is a that is a that is a unique roster. Yes, it's a very unique roster, which can either just implode because people like stall will not get along with people like hall <laughs> or, or it can look really good uh so wait who was everyone's vesna pick let's hear again i i took billington with st louis yeah oh interesting interesting and who'd you pick who'd you pick uh chalupa are you still thinking chalupa. about it no 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 i i i'm, I'm pretty heavy on vasilas here it just seems like the safe safe pick but yeah i'll go, I'll go with heart just to be a little bit more outside there okay Ooh, john gibson looks good john gibson mm. looks real good anaheim yeah man my man picked bennington the bottom, damn the bottom seller anaheim ducks yeah my man picked benny michael yeah. hutchinson <clears throat> damn no carry uh, price no carry price jake allen jake, jake allen saves the day I I am very very intrigued very intrigued by Hart. Carter Hart as well but I think uh I think Vasilevsky realistically I think he's just yeah. going to play so many he's going to play like almost every game for them He's going to play all the games yeah Yeah Hot take Thatcher Demko he takes over from Hopey and just fucking rockets he has the same Hopey gets a career ending groin injury the Turtles. He doesn't play the same since the Turtles didn't make it to Canada. Hot take, hot take, Jonathan Quick. Ooh. <laughs> the LA Kings coming back. <laughs> the rebuild's over. We're good to go. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping sharing. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Gentlemen, is there anything else you want to wrap on the beginning of the 2021 NHL season? Mm, no, no, not really. We kind of covered everything. Buffalo for the Stanley Cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo versus Dallas in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, man. No, not at all. Hashik, Hashik, and, <laughs> and fucking. Uh, oh God, what? What's his fucking name? Can't remember. Who was the coach? Lindy Lindsay Ruff. Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff is just having a fucking spaz attack. <laughs> We would have won. We would have won. No goals. No goals. Fucking Brett Hall. Oh, man. Fucking Brett Hall. Fucking Brett Hall. I see Ryan. no better way to end this podcast than fucking Brett Hall. Whoa, hold on a second. We're fucking Brett Hall? Whoa, did I say that out loud? I see no better punishment to Brett Hall well, for wanting to be an American. <laughs> Than fucking Brett Hall. And blurry me. With that being said, this is going to end Hockey Town. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian, Aaron, thank you so much for doing this. Hockey Town, Hockey Town. God, I love Don't Hockey Town. No, Winnipeg's where you go to die.
<laughs> it's worse than Wiener Peg in the winter. Winnipeg is where you go to die. <laughs> it's it's when you've given up. When you've given up. <laughs> we're done recording. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still recording. recording. And- oh,